Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Your days going down random YouTube rabbit holes may be gone because of YouTube's latest changes and their latest series of uh, deplatforming and banning certain accounts. To talk to you a little bit more and explain to you a little bit more about the latest YouTube changes, the latest YouTube adpocalypse. Gordon uh, from Those Conspiracy Guys, one of the biggest podcasts in Ireland, uh, is on the line to explain a little bit more to it uh, about us. Gordon, how are you, ma'am? Very good. How are you, folks? We're good. Hanging on by a thread to your social media accounts, I seem. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm really looking forward to not only have we handed over everything to Facebook in terms of privacy and data, now they're bringing out their own currency. So uh, we can hand over our financial power to them <laughs> soon, too, which is fun. It's, uh, it's some George Orwell stuff going on out there. Oh, the next nice. thing, we'll have to put the chips in our heads. <laughs> no, no, no amount of cover in your webcam is going to stop them. Yeah, we've got your that eyes That does now. freak me out, though. It does, I have to say, because i got a new laptop and uh, the little camera thing is just yeah. staring at me. And especially <laughs> They've when... seen everything, so it's too late. They've oh, seen no. it all. They don't, they don't need to see everything. They're probably traumatised and shocked because they'll be like, what's she doing in that fishbowl? <laughs> no! Cancel, well, cancel. Um, right, so listen, Gordo, you have obviously been in the YouTube space for the last number of years. You have been podcasting yes. for the last number of years. And YouTube have come out today saying that, well, they're updating their community guidelines and their hate speech, speech policies. And a lot of people are kind of maybe questioning whether this is a, a good thing or a bad thing to do. So can you maybe give as simply as possible for someone who's listening right now kind of going right what's what's going on with YouTube what's what's happened well on the whole one would think and I mean all right minded people would think hate speech probably a bad thing very bad thing. you know mm. if you were to measure it probably you know around the dinner table do, do you know do you like using the n-word I don't great do you know shouldn't be uh, uh, victimising marginalised people discriminating against people because of race or sexual orientation mm, or ethnicity yeah. or religion all of us can agree that's totally good you shouldn't do that right but YouTube have decided now that they are going to with the help of other organisations I'll tell you about it in a sec decide what hate speech is and this particular brand new revelation has come from a Vox journalist called Carlos Maza and he has over the last couple of years, accumulated a bunch of insults that were thrown at him from a, a conservative YouTube personality called Stephen Crowder, who has a show called Louder with Crowder, millions of subscribers, and he calls him, like, some names, you know? Schoolyard 
kind of crack, you know, yeah, nothing, seen, nothing um, inflammatory. Yeah, well, and, I've seen uh, the video that your man Carlos put together, right? So it's basically Carlos does these videos called Strike Through, I think it is, which is kind of like Strike Through for Vox. Yeah, yeah. different kind of uh, topical. You, you would think data backed up evidence driven little features that are like oh this is happening in this place blah 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 and I don't think this Crowder guy comes along and goes this is all horseshit uh, and, but what he happens is your man Carlos the journalist from Vox has put a compilation of all the little digs that your man Crowder has done who says yes. these are jokes but they kind of they, they, they do tend to step into the old homophobic joke territory often and that's why your man then Carlos alleges or claims that he has been doxxed his information has been released online and he has been just he has been the target of a massive amount of harassment from this, uh, from the fanboys of Crowder, let's say, or those kind of yeah. alt-right conservative types of people. And I can imagine that that life is a living hell when you're getting hundreds of thousands of messages sent to you, calling you every name under the sun. And then, he, you know, he went to report it to YouTube and then it was like, eh, nothing's really going to happen. Well, he was reporting Crowder's content first. Right. And then he made this compilation and on the 30th of May he made a formal complaint to YouTube saying this guy is targetedly harassing me. Now, what Crowder is actually doing in my mind and in the minds of a lot of people in, on the internet is that he's picking apart uh, Maza's arguments. Now, in fairness, he is using a couple of slurs called him a, a lispy queer which is, I mean you could call it to your friend if you're friends with somebody who's, you know has a lisp and who is gay. Yeah, but, but it's probably not a thing you should be shouting at a stranger as a kind of a digging insult while you're also on the opposite side of the political spectrum that, that's a, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. have him as a personal friend. Yeah, and it's a little from bit the, harsh. The, the, context, the context of it, you're kind of looking at that and especially sure. it's like, ah, uh, okay, you've kind of stepped over the line here and imagine if you're gay and listening to that and you had some random right-wing conservative person saying <laughs> lipsy queer, you'd kind of be like, yeah, you're being a bit of a dick there and possibly being a little bit homophobic. Sure, but does that constitute hate speech and that's the that's the question that's been laid at the feet of everybody on the internet now is ca calling someone a queer the same like um uh, carlos maza has a uh, queer in his twitter description his twitter handle is gay wonk he very much publicly identifies as someone who is queer and people are saying like well he's just using the word but <laughs> it's like the old louis ck joke you know uh, jewish people they're they're the name for them and their religion is like oh that guy's a jew but then if you just put a little bit of emphasis on it it's like oh that guy's such a jew you know it's yeah, it, yeah. The, the, the intent saying, behind yeah, yeah. the intent and context behind the word is really important and I think maybe Crowder is pushing a little bit hard, but what has happened is YouTube have now changed their policies with the advice of certain organizations like the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, who, who deals with like race and uh, ethnicity mm. discrimination online. And there's another organization called Media Matters. And they're a very active, very liberal organization who are seen by the, by the right-wing uh, YouTubers and, and podcasters as kind of like the thought police. You're not allowed to say this, you're not allowed to say that. They move the goalposts a lot. Right. And what's happening on the whole, if you stand back and look at it a little bit, what's happening is Carlos Maza's putting out this liberal um, information that may be factually correct by the sources that he's checking. Stephen Crowder's coming out and saying, that's not true and here's the actual truth. And it's a political or ideological battle between these two guys online. And what Carlos Maza is doing now is, in my opinion, using his sexuality and, and victim status to silence Stephen Crowder's channel and his political uh, output. 
and that's what a lot of people online are thinking as well. But if just to, just to ask you on that, right? If we we know that, let's say you look at a, a, you know even equality law here, right? You yes. can't discriminate or or against people's religion or their sexual orientation and stuff like that. So, and especially I know they've they've pointed this out as well. We're in Pride Month mm. and YouTube isn't coming out or anything. So like, it, to, if you were Carlos Maza and you're constantly getting harassment, targeted harassment because of let's say Crowder's channel and the content he's put out. I mean, do you not think that he has maybe some right to report him and to want that kind of harassment that he is receiving put an end to? Sure, it's just words though. But I would, I like words can hurt your feelings, but they can't actually hurt you. But as far as these Carlos Mazas of the world go, it's one rule for me and another rule for thee. Because a couple of months ago, Carlos Maza was tweeting out to people, get milkshakes and throw them on right-wing people. Like make them afraid to congregate in public. He was inciting physical acts against people who were his political opponents. Throwing milkshakes was the thing that they were doing to Nigel Farage and to uh, certain right-wing politicians Mm. who were running for uh, members of European Parliament there in the UK over the last few months. And this guy is out there going, I get him. Now, that's an incitement to violence, which is against the law, and it's not against the law to call someone a lispy queer, but the laws are changing, the goalposts are changing, and it seems that, like I said, they're using these tools of suppression and censorship to stop a certain element of political discourse from granted a a conservative point of view. Now, to to give more context to this, it's not just about Mazza and Crowder. This is about a a massive amount of conservative voices that have been systematically silenced online. That includes conspiracy theorists. It also includes like flat earthers and people who believe in in lizard men and stuff. But there's a, a totally legitimate uh, opposition to this uh, liberal political ideology that's being silenced online. Twitter, we're standing in front of uh, Jack Dorsey, the, the CEO of Twitter, was standing in front of the House Oversight Committee in Washington asked, asked, answering questions about shadow banning uh, members of Cong- Republican members of Congress. So there was guys in Congress tweeting and Twitter was like, no, I don't like what you have to say, so no one's going to see it. And they're just like shadow banning them which means that their, their, their tweets are not going out to the public. And they didn't know. Like, th- that's, that's against the law. That's against the laws of being a platform, which they say they are. They say they're a publishing platform when, uh, when really they're like... A publisher. Editori- they're editorializing their content. So they're getting away with certain things in the status that they're in, but they're acting like they're a different status. Um, so the other adpocalypses on YouTube have come similarly, where they're chopping away all this ad revenue. So... With Mazza and Crowder, first of all, they said Crowder didn't break any laws. There's a T-shirt that said socialism is for figs. And the the I in figs could be and is intimated to have been replaced by an A. And that's a, a, the F word. You can't say that, right? Yep. Socialism is for, right? That was one of the main things. YouTube said, we're going to demonetize your channel until you delete that T-shirt from your store on your channel. And Stephen Crowder is like, no, it's not. It doesn't say what you think it says. It says social. And it's real semantics. But in in the aftermath, what has happened is hundreds of channels who talk about politics from a conservative or right, right-leaning right point of view have all been switched off, including loads of conspiracy theory content, anything to do with Sandy Hook, the shooting at the elementary school, anything to do with 9-11, anything to do with any conspiracies about the Holocaust, uh, it, it, loads and loads and loads of information. 
that may not even be conspiratorial. It's just historical stuff that you're not allowed to talk about. And it's a really, uh, they call it a digital book burning. Um, just to go back to one point to get your opinion on, right? Um, with Let's say that the Crowder stuff that... Um, yeah. Surely people can discredit each other's arguments without having digs at their ethnicity or sexuality so surely Crowder shot himself in the foot there by kind of making those comments yeah. about him and could have just stuck to the to the to the data or the evidence he was using instead of making it personal and making it either sexuality based or racial based he could and those ad hominem attacks usually don't work but you know in any schoolyard fight uh when someone is going like with a legitimate argument at you and you go yeah well you know your ma or whatever <laughs> you go for something totally stupid and that's the thing that wins the crowd also, Crowder is also known to be pretty, you know, on the edge when it comes to comedy. He, his his uh, his right hand man was called Not Gay Jared right. for the last few years. That guy doesn't work with him anymore. But he, his name is Not Gay Jared. He has a lawyer that he refers to often because he's a busy man, it seems, uh, and he he calls him the half Asian lawyer. Like so, it's all very ironically, it's ironic nomenclature to show that. These people are using their race to get a race, ethnicity, sexuality, all of these uh, minority or intersectional political nomenclature. They're using that to go, you can't tell me that my thing is not right because blah, like not about us without us. You can't talk about that thing because it's about me. And it's it's like fencing in all of these different topics that people like Stephen Crowder are not allowed to talk about anymore. So it's reducing conversation. It's limiting free speech. It's increasing censorship. And it's making conversations about stuff really difficult online. And people are self-censoring. They're afraid to talk about these things. And it's like totally indicative of what Noam Chomsky talked about uh, in uh, his book, Manufacturing Consent. Like he talks about the five filters of propaganda. And this is one of them. It's it's self-censorship. You will get flack. You will get loads of people dogpiling on you to make you either say sorry or just disappear off the internet. And the other five filters are exactly what's going on. YouTube are a massive conglomerate, so that's ownership. They can do what they want. They're the rules. Uh, they will remove advertising. They will remove your ability to make funds or keep your business going. Uh, they, they have a media elite, so they, they choose a bunch of publishers or a bunch of creators that are to be the top tier level. They're the ones that set the rules for everybody else. And these guys like the Carlos Mazas, the Voxes, CNNs, all of these uh, uh, liberal um, media outlets, they're being chosen now as the elite. And then they all have a common enemy, which is hate speech. And it's a totally nebulous term that means nothing and can change at any time. Like, you could talk about something, Cormac, online on Twitter, and you could say, like, oh, blah, 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 you were annoying your one about falling off the swing. What happens if she just goes, that's hate speech because I have uh, an inner ear balance issue and you're balancist. You're, you're, you're discriminating against me because of my balance. Well, like, that could the... totally easily be done, and then you're... You're up your name. Yeah, well, I know what you're saying. I was even thinking about that. So obviously, what what Gordo is referencing is there. We we kind of took the piss, as did everyone. Everyone, mm. Maria Bailey, who had the swing case against the hotel. And she deserved it. We did a video <laughs> and uh, we put a video out online, just as a quick, you know, raising awareness of the dangers of being an adult yeah, and like, drinking and swinging. I yeah. mean, God, horrifically bad. But yeah, absolutely, one of the things I suppose which has been pointed out a lot of the let's say quote unquote conservative people that feel they're now being victimised. Oftentimes, the jabs are what they will say is they're digging downwards. I mean, having an, let's say, myself and Cisha having a go at 
the government is punching up, so to speak. So mm. we're, we're going sure, after the sure. power, whereas a lot of times it's... I can understand in a way that if people are from, let's say, minority communities that have traditionally been uh, discriminated against and all, all of a sudden have all these like right-wing people taking the piss out of them or having digs at them, it's kind of like... Is, is there some justification for it there? I mean, bigger question is, how do you stop horrific amounts of abuse happening online if you can't... If, if you know you're prevented from reporting these things or when you report these things, they don't actually take any action. What You see, then you have to reclassify what is abuse and what's a joke. That's what know? I was going to say, because you don't know. Yeah. Some people are offended by nothing. I wouldn't say I'm offended by most things. Whereas, you know, you could say anything and someone's going to be offended by it. So, like, what's too far? You just... I think it's so you draw you draw like an invisible line and say, okay, for most people, this is probably too far. And what's happening now is that line is getting pushed closer and closer and closer and closer until you can't say anything or you're afraid to say anything so you just don't say it. The line doesn't even need to exist. It's the fear of people getting either demonetized or deplatformed or like you guys are have, uh, because you're on a radio station, have a very clear set of uh, instructions and limitations when it comes to like defamation or any kind of accusations online. There are a clear and unscrutable set of rules that you can and cannot uh, break, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't, there's certain, and it's definite and it's set and it doesn't change often. That's not the case with the likes of YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. They have organizations like Media Matters that are forever pushing the lines and changing the goalposts. And how can anybody exist within that? What's happening with YouTube particularly, this is like the third, I think maybe fourth adpocalypse that has happened. So they call it an adpocalypse because they're basically removing all the advertising from all of these uh, conservative uh, uh, creators and making it impossible for them to, to continue their business. The first adpocalypse happened with PewDiePie, who's one of the like most highly subscribed uh, creators on the whole of YouTube. He's a Swedish guy. He has nearly 100 million subscribers. And he was doing a joke video while dressed in a German uh, Nazi uniform. And he was watching like a SpongeBob video, something like that. Something totally like crazy random. And somebody made a compilation video of this guy sitting in front of a computer wearing a German uniform. And then when he is... Uh, joking about Nazis, he's he's saying Nazis are okay, it's okay to joke about and YouTube cracked down, not only on him, but on thousands of other accounts. Loads of people got demonetized. My channel got demonetized for talking about uh, the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting right? Got demonetized for talking about 9-11. We're getting community guideline strikes because these are things you're not allowed to talk about, right? So, so PewDiePie kicked off the first adpocalypse. What happened at the same time when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. As PewDiePie doing a German video was a thing called Elsa Gate. Don't know if you guys heard about this. Nope. No. Where there was loads of videos online that showed Elsa from Frozen and showed Spider-Man or the Hulk or Batman in cartoon form or there was people wearing like these, you know, those pound shop suits, you know, you yeah. can buy and dress up like a like a skin tight suit with Spider-Man in it. And they were engaging in like crazy, like sexual encounters. <laughs> they were, they were like, and it's like going up and Elsa's asleep on the sofa and Spider-Man crawls up and, and wee-wee's in her face, you know. On, on YouTube. There was like Matt, on YouTube, wow. on, and it was on YouTube Kids. It oh was showing God. up. Kids were watching like Elsa Frozen videos, and it, you know the way it rolls on and rolls yeah, on and yeah, yeah. rolls on. And eventually, you get down in the deep and dirty, and you find this crazy stuff. Like the Hulk and Batman are like double teaming Elsa from Frozen, and they're all like doing high fives in some kind of weird orgy. There's loads of like videos about um, plasticine monsters that were doing like abortions on each other, and it was showing up in YouTube Kids. Okay, right? that's bad. Jesus. Mad. So that happened. No, not a whole lot of people heard about that, but loads of people heard about PewDiePie. So YouTube were going, we have to like find a way to delete all the channels that have questionable content. PewDiePie took the, the hammer because he was the most famous and they deleted all of those channels. Um, and like, if you want, I, I, I talk about it on, on uh, my podcast as well, like just way more to that Elsa Gay thing. Like I couldn't even say it on the radio, but it was happening on YouTube on the surface level in YouTube Kids app. And then uh, only a few months ago, uh, at the end of 2018, there was this guy who found loads of videos of uh, little girls doing like yoga challenges, doing like the spider, or they had like the fruit pastilla lolly challenge where they'd have two like eight-year-old girls eating a fruit pastilla lolly. And apparently a whole lot of pedophiles would congregate in the comment section and type in like the minutes and seconds where you get to the quote-unquote the good bit right and this guy came out and said that last year and they had to delete hundreds of channels they had to make a brand new policy where no no video that shows a minor is allowed to have comments on it anymore they don't delete the video because those videos were getting tens of millions of views they had ads on them that were generating revenue and it was little girls eating lollipops and pedos were looking at them yeah well then castrate the pedos go find where they are and castrate them but, but that's the thing. It's not about that. It's about the ad revenue and the ability to be able to make money off content. They left the content up, but they, cho- they chopped off the comments because the problematic part was there was pedos in the comments. Not that there was girls online being enticed into eating lollipops on video and filming themselves with their mobile phones. Like the, the priorities are wrong for what the content is and how it's monetized. So this monetization, cull, is basically taking out a load of conservative uh, creators because the 
people who are at Vox and the Carlos Mazas of the world are saying to advertisers, don't put your money in that side of politics. Invest in us, don't invest in them. And it's a way to censor that political opposition. And people who hate Trump will just go, yeah, let's do that. Like, those guys can feck off. And the, the likes of Alex Jones getting kicked off of all platforms because he's a conspiracy theorist. Like, that kind of put the hard crossways in a lot of us because we're like, who's next? But, all you have to do is on, say the wrong thing and you're gone. But, but just on, I suppose, you're looking at, let's say, the extreme conspiracy theorist of Alex Jones. He was denying that the Sandy Hook shooting ever took place and that led yeah. to a load of parents of whose children were murdered mm. getting a ton of Well, he was tar- targetedly harassing the parents of... Um, a little boy, uh, Nicholas, I can't remember his second name, but he was saying, like, those parents are crisis actors and that child never existed. That's harsh. But um, that I mean, is harsh. Like, would you not, if you were in charge of YouTube and there's that, and then on top of that, there's, you know, channels like him would, would bring into question um, vaccinations and stuff like that. And now we're seeing a global increase in measles, which is a preventable disease. Like, stuff like that, I suppose, does have a translation into real world effects. So, how does YouTube approach that? I mean, if they, are they, is that not a good thing to kind of say, Alex Jones, you're, you're, you're causing too much damage in the real world? None of your stuff is really that accurate or, or informed. It's, it's oftentimes way past batshit crazy. Do they not have a responsibility <laughs> to kind of go, right, okay, that, enough is enough, pal. See you later. Go on to your own website. If you look at it a different way, Cormac, is it that Alex Jones had President Donald J. Trump on his show before he became president, has had Donald Trump talk about Infowars.com in White House press meetings. When Jim Acosta from CNN got kicked out of the White House press room, the Infowars lads were let in. That Infowars and all its channels and subsidiaries like Newswars and The War Room and all these, that those combined get more views than CNN, ABC, MSNBC and all those other mainstream news channels. That when Alex Jones goes live, he has more viewers than Stephen Colbert would have. Like that's what's the problem. It's not the content because you can put any old shite on the internet. And it should be allowed to stay there. But no, but, but like the way it's YouTube... when he and, gets and to a certain point, it's, he gets to a certain popularity and then it's like, oh no, that stuff was fun when there was only a couple of hundred people looking at you. But now you got to go because you're too popular. Just too many people believe in you. But but just on that, I mean, like you look at, a, let's say, FM104, as you said, radio stations have strict guidelines in place and they're used as, you know, traditional media isn't perfect, but they use this quality control filters. I mean, if Jones is getting to the case where people are not believing that, let's say, a shooting took place or other people aren't believing that the world is round and it gets to a a massive point, I mean, that's the whole thing with misinformation and, and, as I said, having real-world implications where now, even in in Ireland, I think there was, over in Galway, there was parents had to rush their young child to the hospital because they they were influenced by anti-vax propaganda on YouTube. So, And the thing about it is, YouTube and Facebook and Twitter's algorithms work over, not over quality of content but how quote unquote engagement is driven and oftentimes it's by the most shocking outrageous clickbaity stuff will drive engagement and then that kind of spreads throughout its network and it's not necessarily good virus that you're spreading through your social network it's kind of content that's killing children now with uh, preventable diseases so like how how do how do you if you were in charge of YouTube what would you do to kind of like stop that misinformation from spreading and killing kids for want of a better word well, like, they let CNN and all of these uh, American news stations run daily, hourly, massive stories, massively promoted stories about the Russia investigation, the, the, the Mueller probe. For two years, we have had a massive tidal wave of information that is 
almost pure speculation and now since the report has been released has been proven to be fake news it's fake news guys it's not real Russia had nothing to do with me winning the presidency okay and they weren't demonetized they weren't told to apologize they just went okay on to the next thing they bullshitted hard for two years off of uh, off of uh, Trump's tweets off of some leaked information and we could go deep on it I don't know how deep you want to go but like there was an FBI agent called Peter Strzok who was involved in what was called the Steele dossier I think you might have known it as the Russian prostitute piss dossier oh yeah that yeah so that was a completely manufactured and paid for by Hillary Clinton according to the House Oversight Committee a guy called Bruce Orr who works for the Hillary Clinton campaign paid for all that to be done and Peter Strzok an FBI agent who had to resign in disgrace was involved in getting that into the hands of the investigators in the Mueller report. Like, it's all bullshit. Well, listen, Gordo, we could literally chat about this for another six hours, and I know you have done... (laughs) I'm learning so much here as well. uh, You have done in previous situations, um, and I'm sure, have you covered this on a podcast episode that someone's listening right now wants a little bit more from you, Gordo, can check out? A half a dozen podcasts uh, are in talking about this stuff. So we've done an episode on anti-vaccination. We've done an episode, if you want to start from from scratch, we've done an episode on propaganda. Uh, We've done... uh, There's an episode about to be released tomorrow on Agenda 21, which is the real, it's a real document from the UN that talks about like uh, depopulation of the planet to save it and, you know, uh, extreme measures by culling thousands if not millions of people to save the environment. Um, yeah, there's, there's loads of stuff up there thoseconspiracyguys.com is the website and uh, you know there's a few true crimes and stuff if you want to if you get if it gets too heavy uh, but yeah a lot of the stuff like propaganda and um, political machinations uh, you find loads of shows up there brilliant Perfect. I'm looking forward to listening that's your weekend sorted mm, there, definitely uh, listen Gordo from thoseconspiracyguys.com thanks for popping on this evening best of luck with your YouTube channel in the future alright if it still exists if it's still <laughs> there, there yeah. alright take it easy man bye cheers thanks very much guys Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.